You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment. The episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off, a two-handed Kirk punch to your nuts. Welcome to Trek Off, my name's Justin. And today we are talking about cheaters, cheaters, cheating cheaters from Cheater Town, um, and so or just people you know having sex with other people sex, that aren't the people we think they should have the sex with. Um, maybe people specifically who've had sex with other people we think they should be with. Right. Yeah. So Wait, so it's hold not. On, is that right? <laughs> it's it's not it's, it's not just that they're having sex with people they shouldn't. But that they are no that they're supposed to be having sex with this other person and they're not doing that and that's why it's like what the fuck are you doing and so because I want to make sure we stay right on topic let's talk about Jurassic Park um, <laughs> <laughs> I I was I did so in between the la- we sometimes record many episodes at one time this is one of those times and so after the last episode we knew we were jumping into this episode but we we took a little downtime we started talking about Jurassic Park 3D and uh, and um, talking about Jurassic Park 3D. Uh, we talked about the other Jurassic Park movies and mm-hmm. whether or not they were whether good. Whether they were good. Because, of course, let me be clear. I'm like, I want to show my niece Jurassic Park. I'm really not, like, rushing to show her two or three. So, <laughs> uh, so I mean, wh- like, why? Because like, they weren't as good. <laughs> well, they weren't as good, but, I mean, let's... let's. And, like, they weren't even, like, good, good. Like, like I said, like, I got the, like, on a Black Friday... The only Black Friday I've ever done. We went into a Best Buy like on a lark because we were like awake yeah. or whatever. We're like, oh, it's like Black Friday. Don't people make a big deal about this? Oh, look, there's a bunch of people standing outside Best Buy. Well, we'll get in line. Why not? We'll see what they, what's there. And like one of the things on sale was Jurassic. Was the Jurassic Park. Like they had just come out with like a Blu-ray set that had like. Of the trilogy. Of the trilogy that yeah. had like the little, um, what are they called? Bookends or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's really cool because I love Jurassic Park. All right, so Park. that's. So- and like I didn't. I didn't watch anything but the first one. Like so we got him, I was excited, and then I watched the first. Let's one, place like, this. Done. Let's place this in time for the people who might be listening to our old episodes. Um, we are uh, at the time of this recording. They're just about to release Jurassic Park 3D into theaters, and so that's just in case people are listening a, a year from now. Like, what? like what? What? Right? About Jurassic Park? <laughs> um, so, so like the set. I I I retorted um, that I'm a sucker for dinosaurs. So and I was I guess what I was saying was that I felt like this. You said it was the end of the second one because I was the, like I don't remember if it was the second the or the last third one. Fifteen minutes, but of the like one. there was a a section that was like pretty much a T T Rex running around New York, and I was like, so basically Godzilla. See, I was like, I'm not that into it. Like I, but I wouldn't seen mind. It before. I wouldn't mind seeing. Uh, and it wasn't New York; it was a suburb that they were trying to. I don't give a fucking fuck. It was fucking Godzilla, but, man. <laughs> but here's the thing: I, Godzilla in New York is different th- to me than a T-Rex in a suburb and I would love to see an infestation of di- I would love to see like they all get over that would have been different that's my point right like by having yeah. this one T-Rex like if you look at a T-Rex and you look at Godzilla and I'm not talking about the bad movie Godzilla I'm talking about like Godzilla like as I want to hit that too um but like you look at Godzilla like it's 
kind of like a T-Rex. Like, sort they're of, very yeah. fucking similar. Like, when you look at them, like, if you were to put them side by side, like, yeah. they're fucking cousins at least. Sure. So, I, my point being, like, I don't want to just see that running around. Like, if you want to have a whole mess of dinosaurs running around where there are a bunch of people, that would be interesting. I would like agree a, with like, you. Like a walking dead, but instead of zombies, it's dinosaurs. Like, yeah, you I would agree with that. Don't go outside. You have to hide. Yeah, or you have to, or now you have to, like, learn a new skill set. Yeah. Right? To be able to survive amongst all the motherfucking dinosaurs. That's a really good idea for a movie. Like, that would be interesting. But, um, like, that's not just a, one lone T-Rex mashing through shit like a fucking Godzilla, which is not interesting because we've seen it. It's well, that, that's new. the thing is at the time that I saw it, the new Godzilla hadn't come out. And the old Godzilla was man in suit, which some people think is better, but it's like, but it's like, all, but like conceptually, it's conceptually it's, it's old, but visually at the time it was very new uh, okay, to me. But that's not enough. Did you me. see it in theaters? The um, second one? Probably. I don't remember. See the second one for me, like I had problems with the second one. Let me be clear. I didn't like the second one for other reasons, but that's the actually the section of the film that kind of liked where I was like, okay, yeah, it I'm, would be. I'm seeing stuff <laughs> that I haven't seen before. Like, I, but I, you, ha- so you never saw the original Godzilla? Is what you're the original me. Godzilla didn't look like this. This looked. Oh real my god! To whatever me. it looked. Oh, it looked whatever. real to me. Like it I, was real to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I. I submit every time we do that. No, 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 no. I'll tap out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I thought I would share with you that there is um, they made a movie called Godzilla Final Wars. Did they really? Wait, I feel like I've heard about this. They had all the Godzillas. All the Godzillas ever. All the Godzillas ever. And the people who, who made the movie bought the rights back to the terrible Matthew Broderick Universal Godzilla. The oh, CGI you told me Godzilla. about this. Yeah, and they actually re-rendered and did a scene with a man in suit Godzilla fighting the CG Godzilla and basically in one punch just absolutely fucking killing him. <laughs> and I I never saw it, but I've heard about it, and I want to see it just for that. Just for that. Just for that I'm to go. You. I hear just you. Like, like, and what sucks about that, though, is because, like, A, I love Matthew Broderick, and B, I love Hank Azaria. Let me ask you a question. Do you love Matthew Broderick? I do. I yes. love Ferris Bueller. I like Project X. I love Project X. Um, I loved it. I like Adult Simba. War games. Okay, War Games. Adult Simba. All right, so he made he 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 made three good movies in a. Th- producers. The producers remake. He was good in the producers. I loved him. I haven't seen him in the remake, but I heard the reviews for the movie were terrible. But he was really good in it. He really was. He was brilliant. I think you would have liked him. Oh, springtime. For Hitler <laughs> Have you seen the original producer's movie? I, I like the musical better. The original producer's movie is a musical. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it no, is. It's, not. it's got that it's song. They're making, they're making a musical, but it's not a musical. The original producer's movie oh. is not a is not okay. a musical. I haven't seen either one. Oh. Well, then what the fuck? See, I hate when you do that shit. You fucking talk with some authority on some shit. I just and, like, ask I questions. actually totally know way more than you do. I ask questions. No, you don't. You make presumptions. I asked questions is all I did. You asked questions as though you knew the answer. You okay. ca- yes, but I only ask questions. You're no, such you, a- said- you know what? I would like to submit that you are a penis. Anyway, the remake was actually a movie version of the Broadway musical. Yes, I know that. Based on the original. Yes. So it's like a whole other level there. Layers. Layers. <laughs> Layers. Layers. In my opinion, and I like Gene, Hack- or Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. I like Gene Wilder, but I, the remake with Nathan Lane and uh, Matthew Broderick is even better. So this I is... Just liked the, I, I liked it. I liked the musical aspect of it. I liked it. Some people don't like remakes. 
Some people don't like the remake of Godzilla because they because they feel that they were more comfortable and happier with the original. It's kind of like cheating. <laughs> it's the best way I can do. <laughs> it's all I got. It's all I got. Wow, that's brilliant. Thank I'm you. So smart. Fuck can you. Like you. Can Fuck I be you? just like you someday, please? Up yours with the twirling lawnmower. Um, tw- twirling lawnmower. It's an Elm Street reference. Nice. Thank you. I had, I had a hard on last night, and your name was all over it. There are four letters in my name. How is there room on your joint for four letters? Up yours with the twirling lawnmower. It's the worst conversation. <laughs> it's like it's, for such a smart film, there's this one conversation. It's like pooey. That's just that. It's it's. That's a, that, but see, that's the thing. Like it's a law. I think. Like it's a law of stuff. That like if something is really fucking good, there's going to be some point at which it is really, really, really crappy. Like the chimp episode in Quantum Leap. Like no matter how, like the greatest yeah, of the great. There's always that one moment where you're like. We're no, gonna, no, that's no. not true. We're not going to talk about that's it. That's impossible. <laughs> it's the greatest movie of all time. My favorite movie of all time is The Empire Strikes Back. And yet you kind of know that the moment's coming where where they did the wrong, they edited in the wrong take. Like where, like you're where, like, what did where you do? Mark Hamill goes, no, and he just makes the face and you're like, oh, come on. What did you do? Like, like at some that? point that? on set, he did that. And in editing, you saw that, and a bunch of producers. Saw, so, um, so in uh, one of the podcasts I really like by Kevin Smith, uh, he does a a thing that uh, in it called shit that should not be, which is <laughs> which is uh, um, actors giving a a list actors giving non a list performances, um, and because they don't get to choose what goes in the film, yeah, the thing. yeah, like and that's the like especially from an actor perspective, it's like you're there, right? And it's like you want to give the direct, like it doesn't serve the director or anybody really for you to just do the no, same no, thing. And by the way, I, and take, I'm wrong right? by the way, it's not shit that should not be. That's a different segment. This is uh, th- this is impressive acting. But yeah, but like there are gonna, but like you try to change things up, and like part of the like part of the trust between actor and director, you know, is that. You're going to try something. And, and the, the the truth of it is not everything works. Right. Yeah. But like you have to be bold enough. Well, and you just wonder try. how how did it get through. But that's the, the thing. Yeah. Like how does the director, the director make that the choice? Editor. Then how does and, the. Yeah. You know, like. No. Well, here's the thing. No, no. They had no. the money to do reshoots. They had the money to go like for, for that point. It, I mean, they, it would be really easy because it's a close up. They choose a close-up. All they would have to do is take a photograph of the original thing, which I'm sure they had a reference photo of, and and shoot him in front of it. They wouldn't even have to green screen it. They could just shoot him in front of a reference photo, and and it would have worked. And they were just like, no, nah, it's good. It's Keep, it that one. Keep it in. Keep it in. Well, I think that there's, I think that people are maybe a little more careful, and maybe to the detriment of films. I mean, I, I would say the films in general are more cookie cutter and more cautious now and i think part of the reason is is when empire came out there was no vhs so they knew that the audience watching it would be so enthralled with what vader had just said to him that they that emotion would carry through to that they never considered the re-watching factor mm-hmm. that that like even though in the original star wars people came back to the theater 10 11 times to see it like that like now 
you know, I can go, I've seen Empire a hundred times. Yeah. You know, and and that just didn't exist. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I just don't know how. It's because it's the law of that. It's, it's, it's no! the law of things. I'm telling you. The laws of law of good stuff. That's what I'm going to call it. It Thank is you. the law of good Alexia's stuff. Alexia's law of good stuff. Alexia's law of good stuff. Between, between no, you. No, face Alexia's law has got to be bad. Um, You're going to make laws. Who it's got to be ra- bad language. Alexia's law of, of good shit. You see, and, and so, <laughs> and so, and so here, here we go. You are the brand new Robin Leffler. And if anyone knows what I'm talking about, about Leffler's laws, no one? No, sorry. She's Ashley Judd on Star Trek Next Generation on the game. Where she's like, she's oh Leffler's yes, law, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 I remember, no, I remember. Fuck you. One twenty-one. <laughs> Games are like heroin. <laughs> she does not say that. Well, that's the episode. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so today, um, she can get away with it though because she's hot. We're going to she, and you know what? I don't. I'm not a fan of Ashley Judd after she became hot. I thought she's hot there in her early work. She's I feel super she's hot. hot. Yeah. Once she was like, oh, I'm hot. Same thing I said last time. Is like, what is fucking wrong with you, dude? Because I think that self-aware hot. Self-aware hot. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's not just. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. I I think it's totally that. <laughs> ego. I I don't find ego in general to be all that attractive. I, oh, I, so basically. I. <laughs> I, except that you <laughs> you and everyone else i know knows how insecure fucking secure i am so like Sometimes. mostly Sometimes. fuck you <laughs> i'm awesome <laughs> motherfucker i'm awesome I love that song. that's an amazing song um so uh so we're gonna i we're gonna jump off of star trek that we haven't been on yet um wait why are we doing that uh is as as an intro to why we're talking about this <laughs> Um, we were discussing, uh, uh, you're going to make sure to face the mic. Um, we were, (laughs) no, not what she's Hold on. What am I supposed to do? Can you, can you explain, can you please explain to me strong and smart man? How do I use this thing? (laughs) Well, (laughs) get it as close as you can to your mouth. (laughs) But not too hot. No, teeth. no. Wait, what? <laughs> I think, we're talking about two different things. Um, this is not a good show. <laughs> this is not our best show ever yet. Um, let's make it. Um, we were talking about Buffy and Angel uh, in the last episode, and you were saying very specifically your feelings about uh, about Angel and then Buffy. Yeah. So we're talking very specifically to for those of you who are not. Um, up on Buffy and Angel. Uh, Buffy is a character who, for the first two, three seasons of Buffy, they really drive home the fact that Buffy is and, and Angel are are, are star-crossed lovers who are soul meant to be soulmates. There, they that is their one, not their two, not their three, not their small pool of maybes. Their one. All right, so now they, you can continue. They sort of say that in the first season and a half of Buffy. Um, and then sort of, it's so clear and then things kind of go to shit and then it's rocky after that but then it's okay and then but then through Buffy they they seem to at least from what I recall um, they maintained because there was a crossover in the beginning of Angel back which, to Buffy yeah which after... was awful which what, what no the, the crossover is really good but their relationship was entirely destroyed 
Their relationship is entirely destroyed. What in, do you mean? In the crossover episode. How do you figure? Um, Angel kicks her out of L.A. He goes, go home, Buffy. I don't need you here. Wait, is this the one where they have the time together where they have the day? No, no. The, in that episode, in that episode, in that crossover, they're fine. That's the one I'm talking about. There's a, That's the one I recall. There's a later one where where they grew they have grown apart. That's bullshit. Um, you don't grow apart from your one. That's fucking but you bullshit. Do, that you it's do, convenient. Though. That's we don't we can't actually have them together because if they're together, then he'll lose his soul and then he'll become a dick. So what we're gonna do is so, Buffy's just gonna move on and then Angel's just gonna move on and everything's gonna be that, fine. That's it's bullshit. It's not what happens though. That's Dude, not whatever. what happens. Dude, so, whatever. So what happens? All right, so let's, what happens is that cheat is gonna cheat. Let's go, let's that go. There is no one, there's no loyalty. There's just you're the one, you're the only one for me. I love you so much. I love you so much that it would give my life, that it would give that joke life that I would give a whole motherfuckers a bunch of motherfuckers lives because I love you so much baby except I mean it's gonna wait it's gonna be hard oh all right well, well maybe I'll just check out this guy I'm going to college with if can that's we, all right can we define it's <laughs> going to be hard can we just can we define no, that no all right no, first, I don't give a fuck once you say that they are the ones it doesn't the matter destiny. if they go around trying to murder everybody stalk you actually murder a friend of yours and make everybody's life a fucking I, living he hell. came back from hell for her from hell literally i'm just saying how the fuck do you move on after that how do you go baby you know it was so sweet it was so great he that you her. came back to help he me. leaves her i don't give a flying fuck like that does not change how you feel i'm just saying and it's like well i guess i'll just move on then I'm that's just not saying, what happens whatever that's oh my god happens. it's totally what happened all right so then there's that whole episode where she spends the whole fucking day fucking that guy what's his name Riley, but that's later. And that was just a dumb episode. Like, Let's have the episode. episode where we just have sex the whole time. I don't like that episode very much. It makes me so angry. Um, but like, here's, and it's way too soon. Way too soon. Here's, here's, here's where I feel like they did it right. Here's where I feel like they did it right. Really? I'm. You're right. <laughs> I have not allowed you to express your opinion at all. Sorry, please, please, no. please enlighten me as to where it was right. What I like about... <laughs> about specifically that relationship, the Buffy-Angel relationship. And yes, I think they are the ones who are meant for each other. Let me come out and say, I do think they are the ones that are meant for each other, but they have a, a, a damaged relationship, a potentially damaged, rela- like fatally damaged relationship because of what happened. And let's, let's also be clear, if we want to really look at it, um, he's a fucking statutory rapist. He's like, oh, let's not go there. Let's not do that. She's 15. He's 100. Let's at the not tw- do that. At the point that because he was- once we get down to that stuff, it's not the fiction and the fantasy anymore anyway. Let's let's not do that. But here's the thing. I think that that really plays into it. I think that he was irresponsible with her and played with her heart. And I think that's what they were saying is that is that. The, da- the danger of in high school of a girl dating a gr- guy who's older than her and she can't kind of handle his world and then they have sex and he becomes an asshole. That's the story they were telling with Angelus. That's the story that they were telling where, where suddenly that that relationship turns on a dime, especially when you're in high school, because because suddenly guys can nice guys can suddenly become assholes. After that situation, that's the allegorical story they were touring, be- telling because that's what Buffy was when she was in high school. It was always tell the stories that are real in high school through a fantasy. You know, the, the, OK, and I don't have a problem with the Angel so, storyline. 
So it was so, good. So at the point that that ended, they they brought them back, and they were like, okay, he came back from he- to, from hell for from her. hell. And she she sort of accepts him back, but it takes a while for it to get back to how it was. And eventually, it does get back how it was. But he makes the decision that he can't be there because he's bad for her. And she's like, I don't want you to leave. And he goes, Well, I gotta leave anyway. He makes a decision for her that she disagrees with, and that's that that puts a fundamental wedge in between the two of them. Now, when that when that danger is removed from their relationship, he embraces it and they get to have their perfect day together. And then when that danger is reintroduced, that he might do that to her, he once again decides for her. And the next time that they cross over, the very next time they cross over, it's it they've grown apart. She's had things happen. She's in a relationship. He doesn't isn't happy the fact that she's in a relationship. But what she's supposed to do, he left her. He left her. Stop. He Not left fair. her. He left her for her own good. And here's the thing. What she's supposed to do. It's not even that she moved on. It's the way she moved on. Oh, but I think the way she That's moved- what bothers me. It's the it, it was so fucking capricious. And then once she did it once, she just moved on but from Joker's capriciously That's from then on. Absolutely not that true. That is how it felt. It's not true at all. Did it's you even watch the fucking how it show? Felt. Yes. Yes, I did. did and I was so upset because I was like, wait, but Angel is your spoiler, wife. Spoiler alert for Buffy, all right? I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, like, if you're waiting to see what happens on Buffy, this is not the episode for fucking you. Alright, listen. <laughs> Alright, right, so wow. listen. Jump ahead. J- Both of us are excited right now. Jump, jump ahead jump ahead like 10 minutes and, and see if we're talking about Star Trek. Um, <laughs> all, right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. So so here's let's talk about the very first guy she's with. The very first guy that she's with, even though she's been with the person she she's like Angel's her one, the one she loves. The very first guy she's with is just this guy, this random guy that she kind of likes that uh-huh. she ends up going into bed with. Uh-huh. You want you want to know something? What? That shit happens. But it doesn't to me. It, I don't see like so I don't see the world that way and it just for me that's such a betrayal. That's like here's so thing. he was so important to her he meant so much that she just jumped into bed with that joker. All right, just so cause. so so let me let let me just put this out here. She's alone, she's hurting. She's incredibly damaged and and she, somebody gives her positive attention while she's feeling incredibly damaged and she makes a mistake and it is a mistake the guy's an asshole a douche and she she is a freshman girl at at college who has been jilted by her boyfriend feels damaged feels scared and goes into that situation and makes a mistake yet this is the same girl who manages to survive all of the attacks that deals with the fact that she's got this other life that isn't fucking high school that deals with the fact that her boyfriend goes crazy and winds up evil and then he comes back from hell and then she has to help with him being damaged and they're damaged and everybody's damaged so she's gone through all of this emotional stuff and then because she went to college it's not now just because she went to college. Oh, well, now she's at college, and so it's she's not damaged, just, and so it's like, I mean, I mean, he was really kind of nice to me, so I just kind of fell into bed with him. I mean, uh, it was kind of a mistake. You know what I mean? No, she does not go, uh, it was kind of a mistake. It wrecks her. She gets, it, it, it really damages her. And, and that shit happens. That shit happens. And not just to girls. I'm not saying that shit doesn't happen. I would say that I, I would say that you could probably find a whole list of people that had their hearts ripped in fucking two. 
and then did something stupid almost immediately after because they were emotionally damaged by having their hearts ripped in fucking two. I'll bet you you could find a really long list of people who have what are called rebound relationships because they don't know how to deal with the loss that they face. You also find it when people have lost a parent, when someone who's lost, they find solace in the first person they see and it's a fucking mistake. And they do something that is wrong. And it happens a ton to people in college who don't have the maturity to deal with what is happening. But that's my point. Like she's still she, they've, a teenage they, but they've, girl. But they've made that's when like they haven't established that enough when that happens that you see all of this that you're talking about where it's like you can go oh that poor fucking that's so that's did, again I, I asked did you watch the show because yes while you felt while you may have felt. Like I your, feel like I'm gonna watch it again now, just so I can fucking your, argue with your you loyalty more. to Angel. You would still look at it and go, if you watch it, you go, she she is absolutely ripped apart by what happens with Angel to the point where she follows him to she follows him to L.A. They have their perfect day. Then she get so then then yeah she gets immediately after that into a monogamous relationship that is that is bland enough for her because it, she's again trying to fill trying to fill the Angel spot. And it doesn't work. And he is the nicest guy. He is the nicest guy in the world. He's plenty nice. I have nothing against Riley. And he's the nicest guy in the world. But because she, he doesn't. He's just wrong. He doesn't have that edge that Angel has. He's not Angel. He's not the one. Yeah, he's not the one. And you know what? He's not the one. She lets him go. She, she, said, she, she almost makes him go. And then what After is, how fucking long though, dude? She tries to make it work. She tries to make it work. But again, the way she enters into that it, from a parent is capricious. You're adding all of this emotional fucking layering. How did you so watch it? not there. That, I, now, how did you watch Buffy? What do you mean? In what format did you watch Buffy? Netflix, DVD? I watched when it, it originally when it was on. aired? I watched it when it was on. Even season four? Yeah. Like, I, I came late to the game all because right. I remember when it came on, it was like, Oh, what are they doing? They're trying to make it like serious. Like, I like that movie and it was fun. And why are they doing this? Yeah. And then I heard that it was really good. And some friend of mine was watching it, I think. And so I wound up. I was like, oh, fine. I'll watch one. And then I was like, hmm, I guess. I mean, it's not too bad. All right. And then I kind of got roped in. So I. How did you even watch the old ones? Because the DVDs weren't out when it was on the air. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I came late to the game on air. So right. I watched it. I think I saw, I think somebody had video, did they have videotapes or something? Because I feel like I got, I didn't get it until partway into like season, like end of season one or beginning of season two okay. or something. So, so like still pre-Angelus. Yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely, I so knew you were who like Angel in, was. You were like in high school. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, I'm, no. Yeah? No. What year was it? It's, it's, but it was 97 when you graduate high school. I was so not in high school in 97. Are you fucking nuts? Sorry. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay. <laughs> like, like, wow. That's, I knew, I that's knew, flattering. I knew I was older than you. I didn't know how much older than you I was. You're not that much older than me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Tiger. I'm just saying. Like, you talk all big and bad. Like, you know so much more. You're so much wiser than me. Just because... I, I would not say that out loud to your face. Uh-huh. Right. Um, suck it. Anyway, <laughs> I would like to submit suck it. But... Um, See, I then, watched then, it again when, like, I got, like, the super cool, like, boxes. I was so pleased. That it was, you know, I started from the beginning, and I watched all the way so through. So did you have that feeling about it wasn't right? The second time? The first time. Yes. And the second time? Yes. 
See, I and and I got the sense. I I was really with her on that journey, and I was with Angel on that journey. Where where first of all, you don't you have a problem with Angel because you feel like he 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 remained true longer like and that was the thing and, and i and guess it. that's kind of what pissed me off about buffy was that like angel here's angel left for her own good is goes off to be by himself and brood and like he, you do and, 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 when, and, and on his own he did nothing but brood and be sad that he didn't have her and then she's like i'll sleep with that guy and i'll sleep with that guy and then i'll like i'll go with this guy for a long time and then i'll throw it in angel's face because i'm a bitch and then you no know, she sleeps with one person before riley a mistake. One guy, one night. And then when she hooks up with Riley, like she goes, Angel comes back for a crossover to fucking help her because he's a fucking gentleman like that. And she's like, well, I love somebody else. So you can just suck it. And like, you're wrong. You're oh, wrong. my God. No, the next episode where she comes back, that crossover you're talking about is the perfect day crossover. That's the perfect day. Crossover. I remember the crossover when he comes back on Thanksgiving. I remember because his I don't know when it happened. I only remember this moment because to me it felt so real because David Boreanaz absolutely just delivered the fuck out of it. When she spits at him who she's with after he's just given up everything for her and it, you see it. You oh, that's see a, that's it a later episode. in later, the gut. That's a later episode. Yes, that's the one where, he, where he's yelling at her to go home. That's where, where he's defending Faith. No, um, that's later. No. no, that's later. You haven't seen Faith on Angel. No. So, sorry. <laughs> I know sh I know that bitch shows up. Point, I cannot stand her. Point, point. You, you like her better by, by Angel. We'll see. Because you-, you If she's still saying five by five and B, I'm probably still going to hate her. She says, she says five by five. She occasionally says B. She also becomes uh, vulnerable in a way that you will not expect. I mean, her, uh, my issue with her had nothing to do with her strength or lack of vulnerability. Like, that was never my issue. They bring I you around to her side. They I definitely wound up, like, the more I saw of Faith, she still irritated me. She's at her best on Angel. I would say this. Here's, here's the thing. I, 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 I get your jumping off point, but the, what, what, the, the fact that, again, spoiler alert on Angel, the fact that Angel sleeps with Darla, I even get that. That's a dark place. He's in a dark place when he does that. It made me so mad. I can't even tell you. But he was in such a dark. I don't dark, fucking care. He was in a I don't care dark, was. dark, I don't care how dark hopeless place. If you, ha if you supposedly burn with the love for this one person, like, what the Se fuck are you doing? Sex was not love. And that's why when he had sex with Darla, you know what he didn't do? Lose his soul. You know why? Yeah. He I'll wasn't happy. That. He, he wasn't even happy. spits that at Darla. He goes, you never made me happy. It's kind of fucked up. That's like, that. like, he... he you know, and it bothered me less and was because it, the difference was the, the I guess it bothered me less because of what you just said. It was sex. What bothered me so much about what Buffy did but is that Buffy, she ran into love with Riley. That is what bothered she me. She never loved Riley. But yes, yeah, she she fucking said it all the damn time. But she they never, made it as though she loved no, Riley. They yes, no, they, they did. No, they constantly said that she never. You always got the sense that Dude, she never really. Are loved you kidding Riley. me? I did not get that sense. I I, totally I absolutely got, got the sense that she fucking loved that guy. I I'm got like, the, are you kidding me right now? Really? I, got, I always got the sense. Not like he's second best. Not I got a deal no, because I, I can't be with the one. I always got the sense that she was attracted to him and that she was trying to force herself to love him. And at the end, she was completely unable to, and she drove him away. That she couldn't. That's in your head. You did that yourself. It was not on the screen. She drove him away because she didn't really love him. That's what happened. He left on a helicopter because she didn't love him. Yeah, by the end, she didn't really love him. She but was, she loved him at some point. 
I I didn't get the sense. I never. I got, did. I I never got. I did not. I, never I got definitely the sense got the sense that she betrayed the fuck out of him. That she was supposedly that was her one. And oh, I love, but I love Riley, and I love Riley. I'm just say I got the sense that she tried to have a normal relationship. She couldn't do it, and I have no problem with her and Spike. Of course, you don't. I know. I also know. Surprisingly, though, I will say, I had less issue with Spike than I did with Riley. I will say that. Simply because I really like Spike. Well, well, I also, <laughs> I also never felt like Angel was her soulmate. Well, you're just wrong about it that. It just seems like, in, like I, that was how it was fucking written. I don't know what show you were watching, but that's how it was written. All right, let's move on because we're <laughs> 30 minutes in and we've yet to talk about. See, Star-Tale. you were the one that wanted to talk about Buffy. All right, but let's so let's talk about let, let's let's bring it around to uh, to sex to with other, other cheater McCheatermans. Yeah, so um, the people who are do- who are doing stuff with the people they shouldn't be doing it with. Let's call it. Let's call out the original series as we often have to do. Um, that. It can't really be included in this discussion all that much because of its its time. Sure. Um. It was Kirk was a just he was a it, he was always in love every time. Yeah. And yeah. If Kirk had a character flaw, it's that he fell in love every week and forgot them. Yeah. Um, and then he, forgot them as sele- soon as the next one came along, amnesia. and he was in love with her next. Um. He. You know what? He was in love with love. He was in love with. There's only one lady he ever truly loved. Stop. It's true, though, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? Wouldn't he admit this? Wouldn't this be the... What is the one lady he loves? What's her name? Enterprise. Yes. Yeah. He cheats on Enterprise. He does. He blows Enterprise up. Um, Cheeky little bastard. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be that Enterprise. It can be any ship called Enterprise, as long as it's the Enterprise. Yeah. We count it. Yeah, okay. Um, But for a movie... Yep. He is in a different ship. Now, I will say that in Star Trek Four. I never had a problem with him being on the Klingon ship. What do you mean? I never even felt like he was cheating on the Enterprise until at the end of the episode. What he gets his Enterprise. The episode. Uh, at the end of the, he's back with the Enterprise. I was like, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you cheated on you her, named you named it. You named it the Bounty. You were uh, you, you were like totally, you went on a fucking mission. On a date with the Bounty. <laughs> What a date with the bounty! Who the fuck are you? Yeah, the bounty got. What are its, you doing? It got its own fucking, mi- its own movie. A whole fucking movie. Its own movie with no Enterprise. You bastard. You asshole, Kirk. How the fuck could you do that? No matter. It doesn't matter that you slept with Carol Marcus and then abandoned your son. No, not relevant. No. No. Because those are people. They don't Let, count. Let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> let's talk about the the ramification. The one thing I really enjoyed about Star Trek Two is is there's ramifications for Kirk's love life, that he has to suddenly meet his adult son. Sure. Um, his spawn. And I'm so intrigued about Star Trek Into Darkness that it's been confirmed that that blonde who's taken her shirt off and shows her boobies in the last trailer, mm-hmm. that's Carol Marcus. Really? Confirmed. Confirmed. Yes, confirmed and that her that Peter Weller plays Admiral Marcus or whatever. Interesting. Her dad. Hmm. So, yeah. So That'll be cool to see what they do there. Yeah, Kirk's Kirk's love life has a ramification that he's he has a son. Mm-hmm. Which again, now as we were talking about walking to a firefight Natural consequences. Guess what happens? <laughs> How many more do you think are out there? I would love if the movie instead of Star Trek, instead of the piece of shit that Star Trek Five was, if so it, was it was just like all of his Star spawn to, across Star the Trek galaxy. <laughs> Star Trek Five: The Search for Sperm. <laughs> Captain's Log. Kirk Spawn. I, I've been the search for Spawn. <laughs> Captain's Log. I've been docking my Captain's Log anywhere I can dock it. Really, if it's warm and wet, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out. When you do that, I sometimes was, there are consequences. I was busy fucking the day they taught 
that if you get busy fucking, you can make children. Who the fuck knew? <laughs> so I'm going to go find all the rest of my kids. Because they're a part of me. And I want to be a part of them. But not that way. I was already part of their mother when I stuck my Captain Log in their vagina. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> And so the entire movie is just him. And it's, it's just him really talking into the log, finding a, sons and daughters. It's a series, it's a series of two-minute skits. <laughs> <laughs> where where, where it he's just, like, I'm It just names the planet and then just has like a minute and a half of uncomfortable. Of <laughs> <laughs> like awkward greeting. Uh, okay. <laughs> like like the different things like having to meet the new husband of the mother. You know, the, the husband who thinks that it's it, like, like his honey, son. This is actually sweetheart. Yes. Um, yeah, what mommy. What I wanted to say yes. to you is. Okay. I know, I know that Jim Bob here has been your daddy. Jim. But, um, but you're actually like, like your birth daddy, which is different. Uh-huh. Okay? What? Um, I'll explain it to you later. Explain. Um, but your birth daddy is actually this man, um, Captain. Captain. James T. Kirk. Jim, like Jim Bob. Yeah, but different. Well, it's you, a different person. You like putting Jims in your vagina. Um. Yeah, mommy likes Jims. Like Jims. Well, she doesn't look like it. She could stand to lose a few pounds. All I'm saying, mommy. <laughs> I mean, little shit. If you really love Jims, I'm just saying. I always wondered why I talk like this sometimes. <laughs> well, now you know. That's amazing. Genetic. <laughs> so so yeah so like like and just like like skit after skit after skit after skit of him just meeting people the angry sons the sons are so excited you know, yeah my dad's a captain he's a captain i'm gonna come with you daddy the and i'm gonna stay with you on the ship can i be with you on the ship daddy the teenage daughter because <laughs> we've always assumed little sons hi my name is james kirk i'm your father oh no i i gave it to your mom hard Mom, it was this guy. You're not my daddy. No, really, <laughs> really, I am. No, you're not. You will submit. the The only woman who won't do what Kirk says, like yeah, like, every, like where she's just like, stop it, mommy, make him stop. I don't know how to control you without my penis. <laughs> this it's is like it's a magic wand. I've I've never met a woman I couldn't control. He really hasn't. And like, if you think about it, like, even when they're like, like, shit, like she would be like, even tonight. children's, like, even young ones, like, because there's the whole Mary, Mary, you've got to do whatever I say, and you do because I tell you to. But, but yeah, you, you but have like, the, you have the one who's like flabbergasting to Kirk, and so it's a mother, it's a father daughter like <laughs> relationship movie. Yeah, they suddenly start playing like like something tells me like, I'm into something. <laughs> basically, he has her come on the ship, right? Because he's trying to mend the the relationship, and like she doesn't want to be there, and she thinks it's stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. Your Everything ship, you're doing is stupid. Your ship looks like cardboard. Your ship, yeah, your ship is crap. Your crew's crap. I hate you. I hate everything that you do. <laughs> Look at you with I know, because she's also got Jim Kirk in her blood. So right? she's she's obstinate, but like <laughs> like she's like half Romulan. <laughs> half Klingon, because he hates Klingons. Oh my god. I don't think he ever put it to a Klingon though. But that's what would make it fucked up. How'd that even happen? How'd that even happen? <laughs> he got really drunk on that blood wine that one time. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Kirk all over her back and chest. I mean, um, I mean, because realistically, yeah. who did he cheat with? 
a Klingon ship. I'm just saying. That's true. Truthfully. That's true. It's so, so funny because I never <laughs> thought about it like that until you like brought it up and I was like, you know, you've really got a fucking good point, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's the only one you care about. That, yeah. Like all he really, truly in his bones cares about is that fucking ship. So like. Has he been in his bones? Oh, dear <laughs> Lord. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a warm, wet place. <laughs> I am not a bowler. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not your girlfriend. <laughs> Um, moving on to next gen. Next gen is rife with opportunities. Well, I mean, the clear one of of who belongs with whom. Is yeah, obviously, Riker, Troy, Riker, and Troy. Riker, Troy. So when we first meet them, it's such an interesting idea. I got I got to hand it to Roddenberry. I give Roddenberry some crap for being a shit writer sometimes, but I will say that that he is so good at creating dynamics um, that that like Encounter at Farpoint is an episode of Star Trek I ha- I have so many issues with. And in a lot of ways, it's it's perfunctory and it's it's it, it's a little wishy washy. It's a little hippie. It's certainly not the quality that Star Trek gets to by season three. But I got to say, of all the choices that I think were really dynamic, wonderful choices to have a couple that used to be a relationship now on a ship together, that are that are a working relationship that are a working relationship, but are very good friends. Yeah. Like it's but, not like some bad and estranged situation no they 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 care about each other but that that's such a like like in you don't see it a lot like it doesn't happen much when you introduce a cast like yeah yeah, like like we used to be together but we're not now like that's that's what that's what ross and rachel become halfway through the show you know what i mean that's Mm -hmm. and i thought that was i mean that's an expert move in terms of writing um and they don't get together they nope. don't get together until after seven seasons and three movies. Like, that's a long like fucking time to hold out for that shit. Um, and every time, either one of them. Yeah. No. No. Her. No, I think Riker is... I like when, when, yeah, because most of the times when Riker hooks up, he's just hooking up. Yeah. Although, I, I, yeah, yeah. But with her, um, let's talk... Let's. I mean, let's just call it the elephant in the room. Yes, there's a time she wanted to leave the Enterprise for the perfect guy yes there was a time when she was hooking up with another empath and and there there have been those other times where she kind of formed little relationships and yes you did always she did it a lot dude um but there's the big comparatively one. there's the big one which is wharf mm-hmm. and it was weird um when it was her and wharf one thing that i really enjoyed that they did is in the final episode of of star trek the next generation they went into the future and wharf and Riker had no relationship Deanna had died, and in the future, Worf and Riker had no relationship at all. They were bitter toward one another. And I thought it was really interesting that if the relationship in this alternate future had happened Mm -hmm. and had been allowed to grow into a real relationship, it would have completely ruined Their their relationship because Riker does, as much as he pretends not to, does love. Absolutely love Deanna Troy. Yeah. Um... I thought it was really, but you, I mean, how did you feel about Worf and Riker? Worf and Riker, goodness gracious. Um, wait, did they hook what? up? A couple did of I beards? miss this? This is like a lost episode. That would be amazing. <laughs> Worf does have a beard. I'm just saying. The bearded men hook up. That could be Maybe that's hot. how Riker got his beard. <laughs> Maybe. He caught it from Worf. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's something in Klingon physiology that, that if you're a male, and like maybe that's how Klingons get their beards is the first time they have sex. But because it's like some weird interspecies thing, that's how Riker gets his beard in season two. 
wrong with you? It's a Worf's beard? <laughs> oh my God. It's astounding. It's astounding. It's yeah. great. That's amazing. So go on. Yeah, you're Worf and Troy. Yeah, I... Like that, honestly, like I always got upset when when Troy would have these, you know, even though it was Worf, like, and I like Worf. It was just, it wasn't so much that there was something wrong with Worf. It's again, it was this, no, because he and Deanna belong together. Like, Deanna Troy and William Riker belong together. Like, and it was just the way that it was for me in my brain. So like, and like Riker didn't usually hook up with a chick and like get in a relationship and want to like marry her and all this other stuff. Like he just hooked up, you know? And it's like, that's cool. I mean, it's whatever, man. He's sexy. I get it. But like, and if she did that, like that didn't bother me as much. Like if she wanted to flirt with a guy or just whatever, like, and she would giggle or whatever with fucking you know yeah little you know beverly about it and be like <laughs> and she'd be like i know right <laughs> and whatever they have this like forced girl talk like that didn't bother me it was when she would have a serious relationship with another guy and be like Dude, what the fuck are you doing what are yeah. you doing that's wrong interesting that right I, I i that's not who you belong with why would you do that stop it so let's <laughs> l- let's talk let's talk about the opposite of this there's also a woman on the show who is deeply in love with her husband, her husband who her husband yep, who died, who died, who we never met, who we never get the sense. Who we don't know. We don't we don't have to know him. So we don't have the hang up. But but we do know that she loved him to like. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Loved with him. No, married no him. She, had a child with him. He was like, her soulmate. He was her guy. He was her soulmate. But he died. Mm-hmm. His best friend is Captain Picard. This is Dr. Crusher. You want them you to do. get together. You do. Um, and it's it's terrible. I sound like such a hypocrite because you do. <laughs> like, you really do. Because, but that's because in my brain, right? The together, the one is her and Picard. It's not this guy that I've never met and I've only kind of heard talk of, right? Like they, the story they tell me is that this, that those two were destined that he had this thing for and always did and she always had this thing for him but then she married this other guy interest interestingly um in not giving you what they want because they never give you what they want nope. they don't ever put them you, together. You, in they fact the best you ever get is that they're divorced in the final episode of next gen in the future mm-hmm. they're divorced they got married eventually right and it didn't work it didn't out work out which which out. i absolutely think would happen i don't think picard can be married no i don't think so. i either. think that i think that it's not to the ship; it's to the job for him. Yeah, it's it is it is he he is an he is actually a very f- emotionally flawed dude, and they actually get into it in the show about this is a guy who has problems emoting. Yeah, he has problems getting forming personal relationships, and at the end, his his when he sits down for that poker game at the end, it's such a shock that he's there. It's a stilted conversation, even. It's like sort of a. You were always walking. He's like, sort of, I don't know what to do here, but here I am. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, sure, they shit all over that by Nemesis when he's going, when he's giving speeches again. Patrick Stewart forgot how to play Picard. And just I'm, goes, not even gonna, I'm not going to even enter this discussion. With into you. Nemesis? Come on. No, I'm not doing it. Really? No. You're fine with him. Going, Have you thought about what you're doing to me? I don't care. No. Or, or an insurrection I don't, when he's You singing. and the whole, everybody forgets how to play the I'm done with you. Why can't you? Do, why can't because you it's this? their character. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Just shut it. Even if they shit on the character, that's their right. 
no, I, 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 maybe I don't see it the way you do. Like people can be somewhat different at different times. Maybe your problem is that you're not schizophrenic enough. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I just want to state uh, before we leave next gen and go into DS9 that this character's going between fuck Keiko O'Brien. Um, Stop it! You're such a dick. <laughs> um, Seriously, I would like to submit that you are actually, a let's big, do it. huge penis hole. All right, let's do this right? one. Just the penis hole, not the whole Thank penis. Dick just hole. the hole. I, I would like to submit asshole's dick hole. <laughs> the one time I said I would like to submit in Monsters as a nod to you. Because I do, I do nod to you in in the script for Ninjas versus Monsters. You do. I, Kyle says I would like to submit Asho's dickhole, and you've just called. You said I, you just basically <laughs> said I would like to submit dickhole back to me. The circle is now complete. <laughs> it is indeed. The circle is now complete. <laughs> <laughs> this is Justin on Wash FM. <laughs> that was Brian Adam. Here, here comes some Kenny G. <laughs> After that, we'll be playing Martika. What the fuck is Martika? And toy soldiers. <laughs> this is Love Line. Uh, what, wait, what was yeah. the show on Watch FM? It was not Love Line. No, what was, it was it it, I loved that show. There's a, there's a there's a chick now who does it, and it's like her show, or like it's like Lady Love, whatever her name is. But when I was in high school, it was just love songs. At yeah, night. yeah, it was love songs, and I All loved it. Long. And it had the guy. The and, guy. and you could get a dedication yeah. in, like you could, if you if you stayed online. I I did it one time for one chick, like like, and she never. Aww, I said, so hey, cool. listen, and I and I had I had them play Billy Joel. She's got away. Oh, that's nice. And she never even said thank you. Are you kidding me? I also wrote Did her a song. Did she actually hear it? No, Do you I, know that she knew? Was she actually listening? You know, it was it like happening. She was maybe listening. You know, it it was one of those things where it was almost a relationship. Where like it was like she clearly like was crushed on crushing on me. I was crushing on her a little, but our timing was a little off. I she crushed on me, and then there were like four days when we crushed on each other at the same time, and then she stopped crushing on me. And on that like last day, day after she was crushing on me and I was still crushing on her, I called in the request because she had come to school and she didn't really want to hang out with me. And so like I heard she was crushing on me and you I was trying like, trying to get her back, huh? I was, yeah, yeah. Trying to get the crush back. It was like, yeah, it was like, a, it was like a seven day relationship. She <laughs> liked me. I didn't like her. I was not interested in her. I kind of, the idea kind of grew on me. She was very pretty and she was very, you know, like a, an attractive spirit, a, a, a nice girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. And then I finally like, like, like I was into her and then we hadn't started like going out, going out. We were like thinking about maybe going out sometime. It was clear that something was like going to happen. <laughs> oh my God. And, 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 and then she, <laughs> this is a lovely story. Then, then she sort she sort of thought better of it. And, she's and, like, and I, I was doing? like, I was like, I'll get it. De- so, so I love my thinking is that I'll get a dedication on the radio. And I'll make her change her mind again say, because then she'll be like, oh, it won't, Justin. it won't mortify her further. Because it occurred to me, when you're not into a guy, you don't want him to play You've Got Away on the radio. Suddenly, that seems creepy. Um, wow. I mean, yeah. not if it was like just a day ago, though. I'm just saying. Like, it's not the same as like if you guys had been like in a relationship, broken up, you got weird, no, and then you dedicated, but or I, you guys had never been together, but and I got weird, never but liked I got, you. I got weird fast, so I fell in love fast. Like, I, I really was like, I love you. I wouldn't say that, but right, I think but you were like, I, think uh, I, I think I gave the vibe a little. Oh, and, and that's what you freaked her out. Man. Yeah, probably. You probably yeah. made her run. You, she was like, oh, no, man, I'm just in high school. 
school, you're freaking me out. And really, I love you was probably a lot more like, love me. <laughs> please love me. I have this vision because like, I've seen pictures of you when you were young. Love me, like, please. This face right here. Love where you're just like, like really just standing there like a little manic. Like, love me. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't. I call- didn't work for you. I won't call out her name. I will say. I, I will say that she, 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 and I are now Facebook friends. She's actually uh, gave money to monsters, and she, she has listened. Awesome. She has listened to this show before. Oh wow! Um, so I will not like everything is cool with with this girl, and if she's listening, to I'm awesome, sure. I just I I have this vision now of you. Just, it's, it's, and it's she's funny. an actress, it's and cute. she's really yeah. So it's good, but yeah. Um. So, uh. Uh, little glimpses. I like giving little glimpses from time to time. Um, uh, but let's let it let's talk about uh, Keiko O'Brien and Chief O'Brien and his other relationship, which is uh, Doctor Bashir. Chief, o- we're not talking about that. No, but I don't want to talk about fuck fuck Keiko because she's a f- f- I hate her. But fuck you. Uh, assuming that I don't hate her. You're just a hater of uh, women. Assume, <laughs> go back there. No, not at we all. Gotta do that. No. Um, <laughs> assuming that I don't hate Keiko, Chief O'Brien is someone who has to really divide. Like where, whereas Picard might have to divide between his relationship and his job, Chief O'Brien really seems like his job takes up a lot of his time. Yep. And he has a certain amount of free time, and he and basically has to choose. There are a number of episodes where he has to choose between his friendship and his relationship at home. Mm-hmm. And and I love that there's this wonderful bit where Bashir comes to him and goes, goes, I, I know you love Keiko. And she was like, yeah. Or, or, or O'Brien's like, yeah, she's my wife. I love her. I'm just saying that maybe love me a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yes, it was really cute. Um, and 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 it's but it is true. It's like it's it's I love that dynamic. It's one of the reasons I like you would. It's what's wrong with because that? You hate Keiko. It's not that I, it's not. (laughs) And you want men to pick their friends over their wives. Not at all. Not at all. But there is, there is, there is something that, that, that you and people in your situation who don't have kids don't under, I'm having this issue with, with Daniel Ross right now, a little, little bit in that we're trying to plan an opportunity for us to get together and and hang out. Mm -hmm. And, and there are times he's like, well, why don't you just come out this day and you come up and do this thing on this day, this day on this day. And I'm like, no, I need to compress all my things in one day. If, I, if we're going to hang out, it's all got to be like, this is the day I can. Because otherwise, because because I like I not only want to be at home with my wife, who I love and love hanging out with and spending time with, but I have to be. I have kids. She needs a break from them sometimes. Yeah. I need to take care of them. I also need to. They need to see mom and dad together and we function as a unit and, and like that unit has to the, the functionality of that unit is not always something I want to do. There are plenty of Friday nights that a movie comes out that when I was single, if Kelly didn't want to go out, I'd be like or not single. But when I didn't have kids, if Kelly didn't want to go out and Daniel did, I'd be like, OK, I'll just go with Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like. But now I don't go do that because. Now that means kids and yeah, it's not the same. Situation. It's not. It's not the it's same. Not just you know she's alone for the evening. And it's, it's cool. It's, you go it's, do your guy the, thing and come back. She's putting the kids down. Nobody's there to read them their stories. You know, it's it's she has to do it all by herself. Or you know, it's just it's different. And and yet those relationships, those non-family relationships, are really important. They're incredibly important. I would say that that on DS Nine, O'Brien's primary relationship was written to be Bashir. I mean, I would I would wager that there are more Bashir O'Brien episodes than there are Bashir or O'Brien Keiko episodes. 
that it's just written. That it, might be true. So, so it there is an element of having to cheat on your family, your on family. your family. With I mean, your I feel friends. like it's more like your family because I don't know that that would hold true if it was just Keiko. It mm-hmm. might. I mean, it, it could very much. And that's because the it. difference is, is he can't just go home. And ha- and spend you know the evening with his wife, and that's and that's you a know? different dynamic that that I don't think that they explore because the family changes the dynamic. But I certainly have had friends that have been in relationships that when they get into serious p- parts of their relationships, they become much less available because their significant other doesn't like it when they're out without their you know you know what I mean. It's like 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 I had a friend who who got into a serious relationship and. Uh, my cat wants to eat your face. It's amazing. Stop it. Spike, um, stop it. Um, yes, my cat's name is Spike. I don't know why you it. always want to eat my fucking head. It's really weird and it needs to stop. Um, uh, but like th- there is that dynamic that does exist where where you bail on your friends because you're with your honey. Yeah, but like I guess I don't always see it as like this this thing where it's like your honey is like, no, don't go hang with your friends. Why would you do like, that's different than like, you would rather be with your honey than be with your friends. Like, and I think both are valid. Well, here's the thing saying, but I would say, I would say you don't like, like having to choose between the two is something they, it's just not been explored in Star Trek. No, it was explored in Buffy a little bit. Like it certainly, there was the, you know, Buffy with Riley versus Buffy with Willow and people growing apart and like that, that happens. But in Star Trek, they never really did the having to choose between your friend and the your honey. That doesn't really come up. Everyone's so well adjusted in Star Trek. Nobody really gets jealous. Um, I mean, I mean, not yeah. You're right. Like in, in a, at least in, no one wearing immature, a Starfleet uniform. Yeah, in an immature kind of like yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, like, because I mean, every time that. Deanna goes and yeah. fucking does some stuff. He's like, I got to be a good friend. Like, you can tell he's upset. I'm wrong. There is one guy who gets jealous, and it's on Deep Space Nine. But we'll have to talk about that more next week because this is a two-parter. So tune in next week to hear part two of our breakup episode. But for today, my name is Justin. In for Alexia and Trek off. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the not-safe-for-work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment